What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. I'm here. uh, Thanks to some tech issues, we're recording this on my phone. If the audio is a nightmare, I blame Yosef. I mean, he's not even here, so it's clearly my fault, but I still blame him. So, uh, welcome to the show. We got a lot of things to discuss. First and foremost, um, we're not going to be talking about these school shootings in any way. I know I just brought it up. We're not getting into that shit. Because unlike the rest of the world, I like to deal with tragedies differently. What I like to do is just ignore things and hope that they just work themselves out. You know, sometimes I feel like you, 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 you dwell on the negative, you get all crazy trying to solve things, you just make the situation worse. Like I find that a lot of times that happens to me, like uh, I misplay shit all the time and I find, you know, you go crazy, you're trying to like find that thing that you're missing and you never find it. And then finally when you give up, like you're like, oh, there are my keys. And uh, they were under the cat. Yeah, I don't know. That happens to me all the time. So that's my strategy in life. Horrible things happen. I don't want to dwell in it. I just like to ignore it. Now, granted, completely ignoring your problems doesn't magically give me health insurance. It's probably not going to help me out at the end of the year when I have to actually pay taxes that I haven't saved money for. But still, it's it's, it's my personal approach. And this is my show. And we're friends, we're hanging out here, so I'm going to let you in on my personal approach, which is, you know, let's just pretend like it didn't happen. Let's just move forward with the other news stories of the week. And you might wonder, well, how how can it be? How can you ignore something of this epic of a mag? How can you just ignore it? And what it comes down to, it's a steady diet of junk food, porn, and alcohol. And if you want to get started in this uh, wonderful world of just ignoring things... <laughs> I suggest you email me at robsnewsroom at gmail.com. We can get you on your own little regiment of uh, just ignoring the world around you. And you might take to it as a lifestyle. I can't promise. It's not for everybody. But, you know, that's the the little bit of zen that I can bring to to the world. So speaking of ignoring things, we we did have some leftovers from last week. And uh, we know how how much everyone loves leftovers. That's like the... Man, as a kid, I fucking hated leftovers. My dad used to, like, on Sundays, we used to do leftovers. My dad used to call it good stuff. He made this whole thing out of it because he would drive me nuts. He'd go, hey, we're having good stuff. Let me tell you, as an adult, I would live for some leftovers. That's the best. You don't have to cook because you just have leftover food from another meal. All right, you guys all know what I'm talking about. So they resolved the upcoming debt crisis by increasing the money that government's going to spend. And so lucky for you, I read all of Stockman's books, both Trumped and The Great Deformation, so you don't have to read them. And I just want you to read, I want to read this one paragraph for you guys that I think really kind of highlights why our country's debt is a problem. So, you know, that's the thing that everyone else is ignoring, and I don't want to ignore. So here, I'm going to read. It's just two paragraphs. So for the next president to escape a recessionary downturn in the U.S. economy and Uncle Sam's fiscal footing is not even a remote possibility in a world that is plunging into a deflationary recession even now. All right, I didn't really need to read that paragraph. That was that was a little bit much. But here, here here's the good here's the good stuff. You ready? So here's the truth. When you add back the trillions of phony spending cuts and revenue increases that are built in the current budget baseline and throw in the next recession, we have estimated that the real-world addition to the national debt will be at least $15 trillion during the next 10 years. And that will be piled on top of the $20 trillion of public debt that will, be, that will be in place by the time of the 2017 inauguration. Can this nation manage a $35 trillion public debt at the very time that the baby boom is retiring at a rate of 10,000 per day. That is not likely under any circumstance. That's the part they don't fucking tell you, people, is that while they keep increasing the debts, 
the baby boomers are going to start retiring. Then not only are they going to start drawing down Social Security benefits, Medicaid, and all that other bullshit, they're not going to be playing into the system. Fucking train wreck, people. And so on that note, you want to know what some states and some cities that are already bankrupt are doing to try and uh, make a little cash, try and keep things afloat? So this was a Wall Street Journal article. Um, I guess at this point it was like two weeks back because we're, uh, we're feasting on the leftovers here, people. But the article was, the title was, With Fees on Trash Parking um, Sewers and 911 Calls. So basically you got some cities now that, like, <laughs> they've turned government into, it's like a pay-as-you-go service. It's like, you know, you pay your taxes annually, that's the membership, and then anytime you need something, you know, it's like you, you got to tip the bellboy kind of situation. It's like you call 911 because uh, you got to, like, 911, what's your emergency? Okay, please insert your credit card information. Uh, <laughs> or, like kids getting on the school bus in the morning and they're like taking bus fares from your kids so uh, we can all look forward to that in the future if you didn't think government was annoying enough just wait till they're completely bankrupt and they start nickel and diming you to pick up your trash in the morning all right so now we're going to switch gears to the olympics and we're, we're, we're going to do a short podcast this week because uh I, I'm, I'm sitting alone talking to a phone this is ridiculous that's first and foremost and uh, I did a lot of drinking this week, so I didn't prepare all that much. Lucky for me, you guys are my boss, so I'll be honest with you and let you know that that's the situation. So here we go. I want to talk about the Olympics. So it was out in South Korea, and the first ridiculous thing that happened was you had all these um, the, the the South Koreans sent, I think, a like a hockey team or something. They stunk. Maybe it was even women's hockey team. But what didn't stink was they sent. I mean, North Korea. North Korea sent down to uh, to South Korea, but they did this whole thing where they sent their cheerleaders, because their country, they're not good at much, but they do enslave hundreds of women to put on these funny dances for King Jong-un. Like, you can go online. There's a ton of, like, they, they march around with, uh, with like, flags, they clap, they do all this shit. So here is the North Korean ladies cheerleading. You're at this game. Their team is losing. Everyone's sitting there just watching this terrible game of people. It's not like a good matchup. And they're getting decimated, and yet these women are in the crowd. You know, well, here, we'll give it a listen. So North Korea was essentially going for the gold medal and annoying the shit out of people. <laughs> it also sounds like they uh, stole a Hasidic niggin, but um, you know that that that's some Jew talk right there. So then I also I came across this Zero Hedge article. It was titled "Make Sports Not War," but they did kind of point out that you know these North Korea tensions have seemed to cool off since uh, they've been involved in the games. Which, you know, maybe, maybe, like, we just need more dumb contests in the world. We can keep distracting Trump and, and the North Korea guy. Like, maybe they can have a chili cook-off one weekend. Whose wife's hottest? Dumbest haircut? I don't know. Just keep them distracted. So now, my personal take on the Olympics is that it fucking sucks. Um, if you're a fan, I apologize for shitting on something that you like. I think... I actually like winter sports. I'm like a, I'm a big ski guy, so I'd be super interested in some of these events. I actually I can really understand the athleticism that goes into. I've gotten some. I, I once had a nasty concussion hitting a ski jump. Like I'm a good skier, but I don't take the jumps. I stink on moguls. Half pipe would never get into it. Like I'll ski double blacks, but I don't touch these jumps and shit. So what these people are doing is crazy impressive, and I love downhill skiing. Like so, I like watching the uh, the the grand slalom. I don't even know what the fuck they call that stuff. 
But here's what stinks about the Olympics. Firstly, you, you can't... Trying to figure out when things are on is like its own Olympic sport. You go to the website and... Like the chart of when event it, it is ridiculous. I, I feel like an old guy. Like when, when's the ski jumps on? Then if you try and catch the highlights online, they, they do the worst production on on the Olympics. Um, like here, here, here was uh, this was oh man, more tech issues. I, I thought, and oh, man, you, you take the time, you put the shit together. And then Yosef's not even here. And then your microphones aren't working. You can't find the plug-in. It's unbelievable. But, all right. Anyways, I think part of the problem with the Olympic coverage is when you watch the events, if you go online to try and find it, as opposed to, like, charismatic announcers or one guy and then another guy doing color commentary, you get the newsy autistic voice of, as this guy was coming down the mountain, they bore it. And then some of these things are like these hybrid sports. It's hard to even tell how they work. They don't explain it to you. Like, I, why are they... Why is, I guess, walking on your skis combined with shooting a bow and arrow? Or, I love skiing moguls. Moguls, that's like my thing. I'm not good at it. it it's incredibly challenging. But then they, instead of just having people ski moguls, they focus on the people's knees. And they're just telling you about whether or not their knees are together. It's like the beauty of the knees together while on. And then they they jump in. Like, just, it, it, they don't explain the sports. They don't explain what round they're into. They don't explain, like, how the point system works. So many missed opportunities here, especially on the half pipes. When these guys are pulling flips on the half pipes, how do you not get like a little thing on the side, like a graphic that kind of pulls up, tells you the move that they're pulling, the relative difficulty of it. Also, like on some of these ski events, these people are moving like crazy fast and they just don't get good coverage that kind of shows you the speed. They got to get like some some body cams, maybe some uh, some like drones for some better footage, better sports announcers. I think they actually have good sports. They just do a terrible job with the coverage. And now... Let's take a look at some of the um, some of the champions we had this year. Pretty cool people. So the first is we had this um, the uh, the ice skating guy. Uh, I think his name was something Rapon Rippin 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 Rapon. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Adam Adam Rippin Adam Rapon. Yosef's much better at the uh, the reading thing and actually getting people's names right. So. First openly gay man to win the Winter Olympics. I read that, and I just thought, some of these other skaters got to come out of the closet. Come on, people. You got to start living your life. This, this can't be the first gay dude who is <laughs> the figure skater in the Olympics. Or maybe the, the other people are, like, super gay. He's the first guy who's in, in the gay category. But let me, when it comes to, like, your level of gay, this guy is killing it in his amount, like... And his, he's the perfect amount of gay. Like, on the gay scale, he, like, he brings a little, like, gay flavor, but he's not too sassy. So here, here was him after he, I, I believe it was after he won the medal. Um, he threw out this line, and uh, I'm a fan. Here we go. He's like the emoting party gay guy. I can get along with that guy. I mean, if I was going gay, I'd be more into like, uh, like, uh, hunky men. This guy's more of, I uh, know, I wouldn't call him a twink. I don't know. I, I'm not that into the, uh, the, the, the gay universe. Um, but our champions just killed it. So first he got that guy, he wins the award and he's like, I could use some booze and some Xanax. That's how you represent America and your communities. The next champion that I love is this young snowboarding kid. 
Uh, first and foremost, how do I not have his, yeah, his name is Red Gerard. Pretty cool name also. Just having the, your first name is Red, it's not bad. So what I first like about him is he's 5'5", which is, that's a win for short people. Then, on the day that he won the event, he woke up late. He had fallen asleep watching Netflix. He woke up late. He was running around his, like, <laughs> his room. He can't find his shit. And then he had to borrow someone else's jacket. Like, I, I love that kid. That That's so me. Like, that, the, the hope you can be a champion and still just be, like, an American dumbass. I love it. So, um, here he is. I have him on uh, Jimmy Kimmel where he's just kind of casually telling the world about his alcoholic parents. So, here we go. Alright, here we don't go, because for some reason that didn't load up. Um, Alright, tech issues here, people. But here he is after he... Oh, so what was funny about that was they even have a term. His parents come out and they, they get Gerarded, which I hope someone does a good camp... I hope someone gives him, like, a booze sponsorship and they, they maybe they go on, like, a whole thing, like, let's, let's, get, let's get Gerarded pretty pretty good i mean you can't call people retarded anymore so maybe it's too offensive but um I, I, okay you get the point uh so here he is though being a smart ass being a smart ass after he won the event and uh just really i i feel like representing us well here we go and what are you gonna do with it once you get your hands on that gold medal yeah I'm look at it for quite some time i don't know <laughs> going in what a smartass. And then here he goes. He didn't even like, he just didn't give a shit that it was the Olympics. He didn't even realize. Here we go. Into this, I mean, I always grew up just watching X Games, do tour, and US Open and all that. So um, to like, you know, finally be here and realize all this and the huge stadiums and all the people watching and all that, um, I think I'm starting to get how big the Olympics is. <laughs> what a dude. What a dude. The people he's competing against, you know, they're going to go back to their home countries and get shot for losing. <laughs> their parents spent, like, their entire life really waking them up early for the slopes and beating them and telling them that they got to... And then you get this kid who just didn't give a shit, shows up, and wins. And then we got the next champion who's even more run-your-mouth than, than, than the Gerard or the gay guy. I mean, you want to talk about clicking with us and our values she's out there um she won the the half pipe the women's half pipe and she's tweeting first she wrote um during qualifying runs on monday she tweeted could be down for some ice cream uh setting off a string of ice cream memes and flavor suggestions and then she had another time where she was tweeting wish i finished my breakfast sandwich but my stubborn self decided not to not to and now i'm getting hungry and there's nothing like an olympic champion being out there you know tweeting about snacks that's the kind of person I can get, um, I can relate to. And uh, I actually, I'm going to volunteer my services because when it comes to this career I'm trying to set myself um, up for, uh, you know, as I fail out of, I guess, broadcasting sales and comedy, we're, we're going to need something. And I feel like Snack Consultant will, uh, you know, better suit my skill set. So they hooked her up after they, they, they read that i think she went on morning america and they brought her a platter of ice cream churros and um egg uh, bacon egg and cheese sandwiches and she she was at a stalemate she's like i got delicious i got delicious ice cream here but i got delicious churros and they gave her chocolate dip for the churros i'm not really eating churros I don't think I've ever had a churro. I mean, I get it. It's like a big old cinnamon stick. I, I like the concept, but I don't think I've ever had one. But anyways, 
She's got the churros, she's got the ice cream, and she's overwhelmed. She's been starved for food because I guess maybe as Olympics, Olympians, they make you eat healthy until you win or something. And so she takes the churro, she dips it into the chocolate, she takes a bite. Clean move. But then while it's still in her mouth, she takes a bite out of the egg sandwich. Not a good move. This this lady needs to learn about snacks a little bit. And that's that's where me and Yosef are here, are going to be here to help her. And here's a reaction to her chocolate churro egg sandwich mix. Chocolate, churros, and um, a sandwich. Okay, okay. it just doesn't really work, but I'm glad I tried it. Okay. Now I'll know. <laughs> and then she just put down the food. She finally got the platter of food, and she, she jumped in with the wrong combo. But I, I just want to let you know, I mean, you're only 17 at the moment. Maybe get back to me when you're 18. Uh, and, you know, we can embark on a relationship that revolves mostly around snacks. We, we don't even really have to get a longer, you know, just, it, we, we just talk snacks. I, I, I'm here for you. You're an Olympian. You're new to the snack game. <laughs> you bring the snowboarding skills. I'll bring the knowledge about snacks. And, and what will probably be our shortest episode of, um, Run Your Mouth, unless you have diarrhea episode. I don't know if that went longer or shorter than this. I feel like it's pathetic if I can't get out an episode that's at least longer than Yosef talking about his diarrhea. Um, but okay. Tesla, Elon Musk sent up his, uh, he sent up, I don't even know. I, I guess he sent up a rocket and then inside the rocket, he had a, his Tesla car and he put like this rocket man suit in it. And basically he's been putting pictures online of this. Um, it's like this for not a Ferrari. It's this Tesla floating in space and you got the spaceman sitting in there and they're just kind of like funny photos of it looks like a guy is out in space driving a car, but it's just kind of fucking floating in space. But I was thinking, here, how's this for a movie idea? Like, we've all seen Independence Day. We've seen these movies where aliens come to Earth. They try and take everything. And then it always, got to, it, it always has the same fucking stupid ending where it's like, oh, there's a hive mind. And if we just kill the one thing, every one of those invasions movies has that dumb shit. But anyways, I thought of a concept for a funny movie you can let me know what you think you can email me at robsnewsroom at gmail.com someone hit me up recently they said they were going to send us some uh, some chips for uh from from around the world for us to review I l- i'm looking forward to that i hope they pull through if you're out there you're looking to ignore some of your life problems and you want some suggestions for how you can live the lifestyle of just numbing out i'm here for you i'll give you some suggestions uh or if you want to i don't know it, it, but the really there probably aren't too many other good reasons to, to email me. But here's my concept for a movie. Maybe like the movie, like the aliens don't know we exist. And then this car like just fucking gets into like a, the world's greatest car accident. It smashes into one of these alien spaceships. And then that's how they find out about us. And then I don't know where it goes from there. Maybe it's not much of a movie or an ending for a podcast. All right. You know, we're, we're just going to pretend like this one didn't exist. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in. Catch us next week. We, we might have more. I don't know. Later.